the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers on True Talk 800. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, Talk 1640, 93.1 L Ray, and 104.1 The Fish. Proud to bring Fish Fest back to Salem's Riverfront Park on Saturday, August 19th, featuring an absolutely stunning lineup. Mercy Me, Matthew West. Mac Powell of Third Day, Andy Minio, and Jordan Feliz. And what better way to promote your church, ministry, or business than in front of thousands of people with a booth at Fish Fest Saturday or at El Rey's Reventone Sunday or even at both events. Get noticed on the weekend that people from all over the world will be coming out to visit Salem for the Eclipse. There's also the Pastors Masters Golf Tourney on July 24th. Patches Appreciation Breakfast, October 10th, and Secret Keeper Girl Empowering Tween Girls and Their Moms to Build Confidence. That'll be October 17th and also the 19th. If you want details on how you could have your own booth at any or all of these events, just send me an email to mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. In the past, friends, we've had Pastor Stan Russell of Horizon Community Church on Difference Makers. And you may remember him from hosting Grace and Truth 12.30 p.m. weekdays on True Talk 800 back when Horizon Community Church was being called Grace. And you may also remember his pop music singer, award-winning songwriter daughter, Candace Russell. Not only is she the daughter of Karen and Stan Russell, she also is a musician. And a well-known songwriter, recently having played at Bridgeport. And she was also on season 11 of American Idol. So, Candace, Stan, welcome. How are you both today? Great. Doing great. Great to be here. Really good to have you both aboard. Finally got you. you in the studio here, Candace. So, you were recently over at Bridgeport Village. How did that concert go for you? Did you get good weather at this point? Yes. I think it was 80 degrees. It was like perfect weather had a bunch of people show up. Um, it was a total blast. Loved so it. was this your first performance at Bridgeport Village, or had you done anything there before? It was actually my first. I guess uh, they just found me online and asked me to come. So How neat. Well, yeah. especially, you know, local girl made it big, got the big <laughs> press, and you know, you've been doing a lot of touring here and there as well. So was it nice playing in your hometown? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's probably my favorite place to play because – my family and friends can come, you know, because they live so close. That's really convenient. And I just love Bridgeport. There's just something special and wide open about it. You f don't feel like you're in the middle of the Portland area. You feel like no. you've gone somewhere feel to like visit. You're in California almost, you know, the open air mall. I love it. There you go. I love to eat there too. You ever eat a pastini? Yes. Oh, my word. They've so. got great bang for the buck. <laughs> I like but, that one. Yeah. So I, I, I adore <laughs> pastini there and at their other locations. But okay, so. Candace, here you are, this musician, but before all this went big for you, you were simply the daughter of Karen and Stan and the sister of Aaron. So can you tell yeah. us about growing up? 
Yeah, well, I grew up in Tualatin, Oregon. I've been, we moved there when I was one or two, so I've been there my whole life. And, um, you know, I, I had a really great childhood growing up in the church. They did, you know, my church didn't really make too big of a deal about being a PK. And so I had a great upbringing. And um, my parents have always been super supportive of my music. And I grew up singing in the church. And I think that's kind of where my talent started to, you know, be honed. And so um, just super supportive family, super supportive church. Well, I, I read in your bio that you still perform with a guitar that your grandfather had given you. Yes, he gave me a, an all-white acoustic Washburn guitar. And I think I just only want to have white guitars from now on because I love it so much. <laughs> so how old were you when you began to play the guitar? Or did you do any other instruments or start singing at a very young age? I started singing when I was very young, you know, started singing in school choirs when I was like, I don't know, five or six. But I didn't learn to play guitar until I was about 13 or 14. And I remember uh, my dad taught me four chords on the guitar. And that night I wrote my first song and kind of like, you know, just launched from there. So do you remember the very first time that you sang in public, Kansas Russell? How young were you, do you think? Is it a a church function, a school choir? I think the very first time that I sang, I actually, it was at a talent show. My dad played guitar. How, how old was I? Six or seven? Uh, you might have been four or five. Oh, okay. It's I was a, pretty young. It's school talent show. But I sang Daddy Tell Me Another Bible t- Story, and he played the guitar. <laughs> so that was my first performance. That is so sweet. Yeah. Do you ever have any butterflies in the stomach, or, or do you feel relatively natural and comfortable in front of a crowd? I get a little nervous right before I go up, but once I start singing, all the butterflies go away for me, um, and I'm pretty comfortable up there. So one of the things we mentioned is that you were a very tight family, and among other things, your brother Aaron Russell was one of the producers on your debut album, So Much More, also produced by a gentleman named Dave Lubin, who produces a band named Cutlass, who right. we just adore. We've had them in the studio in various interviews over the years. We just really love their mission, maybe even yeah. a little bit more than the music, which I absolutely adore. Yeah, so yeah. how is that experience working, not only with an experienced person like Dave Lubin, but also your own brother? It was really cool. Um, you know, I got to co-write the songs with my brother, too. And, you know, we have very similar views. We come from the same place, the same family. And um, so I think our beliefs really line up. So when you're writing with someone, that's important. And we actually wrote a song um, about my grandparents um, and, you know, their love for each other. So it was really special. It was a cool experience. So was being a PK or pastor's kid as seemingly easy for Aaron as it was for you, Candace? I think so. When I when we were young, we had a pretty big pastoral staff in the church, so I think there were like twenty PKs. Oh, so at it's that not time. like you, you were the one or no, two. No, so There's, it felt pretty normal. Eighty of you PKs walking around. Yeah, PKs more running PKs all around. Non PKs. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that went well. So being the daughter of a respected head pastor with a radio show at one point. When did your faith become your own? When was your faith Candace Russell's as opposed to being your parents' daughter? Yeah, well, I mean, I always believed in the Lord and I had a personal relationship. But um, shortly after I graduated high school, I got diagnosed uh, with something called Graves' disease. Um, And long story short, you know, it was was quite a long trial of just trying to overcome um, health issues, surgeries, and... um, through that, I just learned that I had to hold on to God on my own, you know, and um, I think my faith really became real, just having to trust in him through all of that. 
So what exactly is Graves' disease? I'm not familiar with that. It's a disease of the thyroid. It's an, it's, it's an autoimmune disease where your thyroid is just way over, overactive and your heart rate is really high and you have tremors. Um, it just kind of affects your whole body poorly. <laughs> so Jonathan Lee, our overnight producer, also does a lot of sports and reporting type things and sports outreach Northwest. And he mentioned that you were a bit of an athlete yourself. So was this at Horizon Christian School? Yes, this was at Horizon, and I did soccer and track. So how old were you when you got into it? And did any of them really strike you? Like, for instance, uh, for my kids, some of them are uh, – they're okay. <laughs> they, they tolerate a certain sport, but others just have a passion for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did sports all growing up. You know, I did little league soccer, and, um, you know, my dad is an athlete, and so I think he kind formally, of – Formally, formally. <laughs> and my mom was actually a, like an award-winning – Long distance runners, so oh, I don't really? know. It's in the family. So, so elaborate I guess. this on on this, Stan Rell. So, what did you and Karen do athletically? <laughs> Never thought I'd be talking about Glory this today, days. but um, <clears throat> I played basketball and baseball at George Fox College. Um, College back yeah, then, huh? Yeah, that's and, great. And and that was uh, played semi pro baseball for uh, for a year as well. My wife uh, still holds, as far as I know, I think it's thirty six or thirty seven years later, still holds the record. At 5A Dallas High School for the 800 meters. So she's, think of that, you know, all these great athletes coming through for 35 years and Karen still has the record at the top of the board. So, Well, that's impressive. Yeah. You know, our pal Georgine Rice, who just walked by, she was on the University of Oregon track team. And she always downplays. I'm like, you ran for Track Town USA. Are you serious? (laughs) She's kind of like you and your minor league baseball career, Stan Russell. Really downplays it. That's really funny. So, so you're you're a big, strong, strapping man. Stand. Uh, what position did you play? I played outfield and um, through college, left field, but some center field. Moved around a little bit, but always an outfielder. So after what was then George Fox College, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got a minor league team to play on. Actually, uh, it, it's 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 not minor league. It's it's semi pro, which there are minor leaguers who play there. But I played in Bend, uh, Oregon when I was 17 years old on a summer summer league semi-pro team. And, um, and it was quite an experience. You know, it I, uh, took me a while to hit that ball. It was coming in a little faster than I'd seen before. But it was a, it was a great experience. So, Candace, I guess athleticism was in your genes. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so did your brother Aaron play any sports as well? He did. He was never quite as interested in sports as, as I was probably, but he did football and he was a really good baseball good player. Good athlete, yeah. Yeah, he's a good athlete. All-star yeah. little leaguer in baseball, yeah. and he won districts and track for shot put along the way. So that was all before he, uh, his junior year, he really started to focus on music. Yeah. So music was pretty much entrenched in the Russell family yeah. from early sure. on, huh? Yeah. Does your mom do anything as well, Candace, musically? She can play piano. She can sing harmony. She she wouldn't want to perform ever. Like, that's just not her personality. But she is musical for sure. And what are some of your earlier influences? Who did you like to listen to? Or who who did you like to own their CDs or go to their concerts? Yeah. Oh, I want to be like this person someday. Well, when I was really little, I grew up listening to Point of Grace. Um, I loved them. And then as I got older, you know, I started listening to Carrie Underwood and Taylor Swift. And, you know, they were big influences on me. It's funny. I remember when Point of Grace came out, there was a, a four-man group out who was big at the time called For Him, the number for mm-hmm. him. And people jokingly called them For Her. <laughs> but <laughs> But I think they really ended up 
outlasting for him in a big way and dwarfing for him so, success. Yeah. And they owned the Christian yeah. music market for, for a right. brief season. Mm-hmm. So, And when they got out, they got out on their own terms, I think, just to do things they wanted to do. Yeah. They were great. Yeah, Nice luxury to have. So where do you imagine yourself someday with your musical career? If, if God said, you know what, Candace, you figure it out, <laughs> and, and things just fell your way, what would you like to do? Any dreams? I would just love to um, travel and sing and perform and keep writing. I mean, that's just just to make money getting to do what I love. Like, that's all I want, you know. Her uh, debut album was So Much More. And Candace Russell has a new release called Ignite, available now at CandiceRussell.com. And Candace is spelled with an I, C-A-N-D-I-C-E, Russell.com. Also available on iTunes, Amazon, and digital stores everywhere. Maybe we'll play some of your music later on on this episode of Difference Makers alongside your manager, who is also senior pastor of Horizon Community Church, Stan Russell. More with Candace Russell and her dad, Stan, next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Clark Hilton across the glass takes care of me and puts up with me, so thank you for that, Clark. And across the table, we've got pop music singer, award-winning songwriter of the International Songwriting Competition, and local youngman gone big, Candace Russell. She's the daughter of Karen and Stan Russell, who serves as Horizon Community Church's senior pastor, in addition to being Candace's manager. And don't forget to follow Candace online. You can uh, remember that Candace is spelled C-A-N-D-I-C-E. Follow Candace Russell on Instagram and Pinterest. On Facebook and YouTube, it's Candace Russell Music. And if you want to follow her on Twitter, it's Candace Russell with three L's. Yeah. I guess there must have been <laughs> so another Candace. It was Candace taken, Russell. yeah. <laughs> the other one was already taken. So... In addition to her debut album, So Much More, which is produced by Dave Lubin of Cutlass Frame and her own brother, Aaron Russell, her new release is titled Ignite, available at CandaceRussell.com, as well as iTunes, Amazon, and digital stores everywhere. So you remember Pastor Stan's voice from not only Horizon Community Church and his radio program, Grace and Truth, which used to be on True Talk 800, but you may have seen Candace play recently at Bridgeport Village. So, Candace, you were mentioning earlier on, it was just a great night to be out there and with the hometown crowd and having your family and friends coming out to Bridgeport. So do you enjoy playing at Bridgeport? I loved it. I I loved playing outside. I haven't done that very much. Um, It just has a really cool vibe and it was so much fun. So rumor has it that they loved you so much they invited you back. So so was that uh, expected? No, very unexpected. Like I'm they asked me basically to come back and it gave me a week's notice and said, you know, we thought you did a great job. Fox 12 News is going to be out there. So that's next Thursday um, at 6 p.m. They want me to play a concert again, and the news is going to be filming it. So, so we're looking at Thursday, July yes. 20th, 6 p.m. Get there early at Bridgeport Village because, you know, you had to park in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you could be on the deck. news. You could indeed. And be a commercial. Bridge, Bridgeport's going to use it uh, for a Fox Station commercial, too, whatever they are, they're filming there. So it should be fun. Well, that's exciting. So tell us about the new release, Ignite, Candace. Do you see it as being different from your debut so much more? Do you see it as a progression? Do you see it as so much more part two or what? Um, I think it's definitely a progression of my sound. I think it has a little bit more of a pop sound than my first album. Um, still the same me, you know, same voice, same uh, subjects and beliefs. But I recorded that one in Nashville, actually, with a producer named Kenny Lamb 
at Love Shack Studios, which is where Taylor Swift did some of her recordings. That was a cool experience. So how do you fall into something like that? Your average independent artist does not go out to Nashville and record in the same studio that Taylor Swift did. I'm trying to remember. I think. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I found a way to get to Kenny Lamb and heard that he's a good producer and sent some of her first album and we talked and then we went to visit and uh, he heard her play and sing and loved her first album and we just cut a deal and said, okay, we're coming out. Christopher Rowe, who currently uh, was, was, or just recently was traveling with Taylor Swift and managing her band. Uh, did the editing for the album, so we get we we and fell some into some really too. good people that helped write the songs and um, and brought us some great musicians and really came up with a great EP with five great original songs. So, Candace, I've got to ask you, how is it having Dad be your manager? Is he a bit of a pit bull when it comes to marketing your brand of Candace Russell and getting in the faces of these people in Nashville of all places? He's definitely a little more bold about you know marketing me when I'm maybe like a little more humble and I feel weird about it. So I guess it's a good thing that I have him. I, I probably need his help in that department. <laughs> and every now there's a little tension, you know, where uh, um, I got to let her lead. This is her deal, you know, and but every now and then I try to push her and I have to find that balance of backing off a little bit and letting her lead. And if she doesn't want to do something, that's an opportunity. That's it's her career. And so I'm trying to support, love her, bless her. And if we find the right manager, uh, I'll I'll step away and let her zoom on forward, you know. But he believes in me more than anyone else. So, you know, I'm really lucky. I do. Yeah. So were there ever any terse situations from here to there of, of having to negotiate a situation for your daughter? Well, what I remember most is early on, they were, there, was, there was a decision, are we going pop or pop country? And I thought there was, uh, she can sing anything. I mean, uh, any style. But she loves pop. And so I was trying to get her to take a look at where I thought there was a little more opportunity in country pop. And there's a little tension there. So I had to, <laughs> I had to yield to her and her vision and what she wanted. And it's been great. So she, let's she go there, right. Candace Russell. What is your vision musically? What do you believe that for this season? And it could yeah. change at any moment. You could come out with Candace's the metal album for all we <laughs> know. But Probably what do you not. believe – in this season that God is calling you to do musically? What's your sweet, st- sweet spot, strength, passion? I feel called to be a pop singer and to write my own music. And I just feel really called to write music that encourages people and inspires people and just to be, um, you know, a light in an industry that can sometimes be dark. And it's amazing how music can lift people's spirits. And I just want my music to do that for people. So let's take off the musician-songwriter hat, Candace Russell. What do you like doing on a free Friday night when time and money and space are of no consequence? <laughs> I just love hanging out with friends. I love uh, going to a good place to eat. I think I'm becoming a little bit of a foodie in the last year. Shopping so. might be in there a little Yeah, bit. shopping. shopping. Just, it's kind you know. of difficult not to become a bit of a foodie in the Portland area because there's so many good restaurants. I know. We love it. Okay, so what were your last three favorite eateries that you visited candace russell oh man well i love departure in portland um we went to a place called industry today in twalton it's got it's a, a new cool restaurant vibe. really great really yeah. cool vibe oh no i don't know what's, what's that third one we just went to a new one that was like middle east or oh food. tusk in tusk. Portland. we just went to Very tusk good. just open uh, in, an, in a magazine is one of the top 10 new restaurants in america yeah. tusk 
very, very cool. You're welcome, Tusk. So what <laughs> what kind of food does Tusk sell? When I think Tusk, I think that Fleetwood Mac it's, album it's that came Eastern, after Rumors. Yeah, I, I like I Mediterranean, yeah. Middle Eastern with, the, what do you call the breads that they have? Uh, it's really good. I, I, uh, it's unique. And that's one of the reasons yeah. it's an experience, you know, but it's um, very good. Very good. So switching gears here, last time we had you on, Pastor Stan Russell, I believe you were mentioning the 2020 vision that you had for Horizon Community Church. And by all means, let's plug your various campuses. We've got the Tualatin one and Sherwood and Lake Oswego. And for our Spanish-speaking friends, we have Esperanza, and that's on Sagard Street in the Tualatin area, meeting at 945 in English and 1115 Sunday mornings in Spanish, if I got all the info from Karen correctly. Does that sound all good? Sounds right. We all have our services at the same time, and I I believe we have nine service options at all those locations on Sunday morning now. That's great. So now we're up to four campuses. Yes. And And this 2020 vision, can you explain this to the listeners who might not have heard us last time around? Well, we feel that the Lord has called us to start new campuses, uh, one church in many locations. And uh, the latest is that we're going to be out in the Beaverton area near Progress Ridge. And hopefully the launch for that new campus, the fifth campus, will be in April of, uh, of this coming year. So uh, we're still moving. We, the 2020 vision is to have seven campuses by the end of the year 2020. That'll be our fifth. Sixth of them are... Of them are physical campuses. One is an online campus, which comes this year, too. So we'll have six of the seven, God willing, ready and, and moving by, the, uh, by, by April. I find that really fascinating because, you know, back when I was growing up, and I'm not getting any younger right now, yeah. we would have certain people in our little Presbyterian church go to visit what we would call the shut-ins. But nowadays, we can... Flick on the TV. A few yeah. weeks back, I was up at Crossroads, Vancouver, and Daniel Fusco was having a TV taping party for real, his TV ministry. And Crossroads Visions would say that not everyone will go to a church campus with you, but how many people do you know who don't own a TV? So when yeah. I think of that, when I think of you starting an online campus with mm-hmm. Horizon, it fascinates me because yeah. nowadays, who doesn't have this smartphone within three feet of their body pretty much 24-7? Yeah. I have a friend. I became a believer in uh, online church when I visited my friend in Renton, Washington. They were launching a new campus, and someone who'd been a part of the online church in Texas came to know the Lord, moved to Washington, to Burien, Washington, to become part of the new campus. And they, they, they came into Christ through the online campus and then moved all the way across country to launch a new campus. So I thought, okay, something's happening there when that kind of change happens in someone's heart. There are enough negatives attributed to the Internet and social media that it's really nice to hear some great positive stories yeah. about God using these tools for his glory. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the thing is, sure, there's a lot of darkness, even in music. You know, people say, be careful, Candace, out there in, in the music industry. And it's true there's a lot of darkness out there. But when you think back to Shakespeare in the day, they were mainstream with plays right downtown, drama happening right downtown, and there are 1,100 scripture references in Shakespeare's plays. And I believe we can take the light that all these mediums of communication, the radio can be terrible, but it's wonderful here, right? Music can be bad, but it's great if you say the right words and, and, and do the right things. And it's the same way with, with social media and, and with the online church. You can say, oh, that... There's so much evil coming into the world. Well, let's capture it and use it for good. God can use all these things for his purposes. 
I remember growing up in the 80s. I don't know if it was specifically told to our faces, but I got the impression that we were supposed to stay out of the media and stay out of the arts because that's where bad people were. Mm-hmm. So so now that yeah. I'm 50, it's like, well, gee, of course there's no Christian influence. You told us to stay out of those media, and now look. So anyway, uh, don't miss Thursday, July 20th at 6 p.m. Candace Russell returns to Bridgeport Village. Very much looking forward to that. Why don't we go out on some of Candace's music? And you can find out more at Candace Russell Music on Facebook. More with Stan and Candace Russell next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. I feel like a broken record, stuck on the same sad song. But you keep on believing that it won't play out wrong. There's nothing that you haven't seen.
You're listening to Different Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here, and the more I know, the less I understand. An old Don Henley <laughs> lyric, but it, it's really like that for me. The older I get, really, the less I confidently know outside of that life is tough. But God is good. Yeah. Good. And he's always provided for us and protected us in ways that maybe I wouldn't have picked, mm. but in ways that ended up better than I would have chosen. So we will take it. And in the studio today, we have musician Candace Russell alongside her manager, Stan Russell, who also serves as senior pastor at Horizon Community Church. Now at four campuses, we've got Tualatin, Sherwood, Lake Oswego, and Esperanza, which is the Spanish-speaking yes. campus. So can you tell us more about this 2020 vision, Stan, and what exactly goes on at these campuses? Because something I've realized over the years is there's no perfect model out there for a church. I've seen some wonderful, huge, multi-campus megachurches, and I've also seen some wonderful, small, home-built churches all serve the Lord. And I've also seen bad examples on both extremes. Yeah. So what exactly is Horizon doing on these different campuses? Do you have various pastors? How does the preaching work Sunday to Sunday? <clears throat> well, we have a campus pastor at each site. And once a week, we come together and work on the sermon. And three out of the four weeks, they are preaching live. I'll preach it to Walt and they'll preach live on their campuses. And then on the fourth one, I'm piped in by video to all the churches as the lead, the lead pastor. So just once a month, I'm on video in those venues, and the rest are all live. You know, new draws, and one of the great things happening in America, and it's a bit of a surprise, is multi-site. Um, so would I rather have a church of thousands, or would I rather see six or seven churches rise up with hundreds? Well, all those churches have a, an opportunity to become something uh, phenomenal, and the real point, you, you made a good uh, example there, is healthy church, small or large. We want healthy people. We want to make disciples. We want them to love Jesus. We want them to have a heart to share Jesus and the gospel. And so what we're trying to do is move out into every community, the communities we feel God's calling us to, and have a witness there of God's love. We reach out to the community, um, doing uh, some wonderful things for the poor and, and caring for people and giving to the city to show them that we're team players, trying to bless the schools. We've adopted one of the schools in Tualatin where we do a number of events and are able to give there and serve them. And so we're trying to just have an influence in all of these communities. But one of the great things about multi-site, you say, why would you do this, is the development of young leaders. So we have people coming up in our church and we have this big church and all these positions are filled. What do you do? Well, you got to let these young people play. You got to let them get off the bench and get in the game because they're talented. And if they don't get to go here, they're going to go somewhere where they can be involved. We want them involved with us. We know God could call them somewhere else, but we're trying to create opportunities and lanes and avenues to bring them forward, let their gifts shine through music, uh, through speaking, administration, all the gifts functioning at these different sites. And when you put a young church out there as a new church, you're going to draw young people. And that and, and one church, as they get older, tends to get just keep getting older unless you really work at it to stay young. We work at that at Tualatin, but we're we're looking to really start some wonderful sites where some great things are happening and young people are drawn at even more rapid rates. So, Stan Russell, do you believe that this vision that you have is in the majority or in the minority? And here's the reason I'm asking. I picked up my kids from track practice last mm -hmm. night and their young 20 something coach is. 
a young one who grew up in the church, went to college, graduated, came back to her home church and said, there's not enough going on for this young generation. So she goes to her head pastor and says, I'd like to start a Bible study. And this happened to one of my coworkers here as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nice 20-something, responsible, grew up in the church, PK, who came back to her home church and said, I want to help start a Bible study. And in both of the instances, head pastor shot them down in their tracks. In one case, she said, I will do whatever Bible study you choose. I will do it under your tutelage. And um, we're not talking newly saved people or brand new baby Christians or people off the street. So I keep thinking to myself, self, I don't want to think badly of these head pastors, but I'm smelling control freaks. And now you, on the other hand, Stan Russell, you're encouraging young people to step up on these different campuses. So do you think that's more of a common mentality or a less common mentality among church leaders today? Well, um, I'm I'm not sure I can answer that question, but I'll tell you this. You have to let the young eagles fly if the church is going to thrive. And you have to let them get out of the nest and have a go at it. And they need encouragement, not discouragement. Uh, And so I'm at a stage of life, 56 now, where I feel like I'm a facilitator, that I'm trying to make the way for others. You know, the Lord's given me some influence. I'm an encourager, and I try to look for those who have a heart and are willing to work and facilitate opportunity for them to function. If It's okay to say we're not going to be a church that draws young people. I used to think it was bad. You can make that decision and become a fellowship place for people 60 and over, but here's the deal. You're going to close down those doors in 20 years or so and probably give that away to a, a younger church or the denomination, whatever's whatever's going on. Um, but but I fear that if we don't bring young people forward, we're going to have more diapers in the in the church pews than we are in the nursery. And and uh, that's probably not very nice to say, but <laughs> but but we want we have young people on the stage. We want young people involved everywhere. We want young leaders so people know this place is for you. If they don't see young people on the stage, this is what I believe, and young people involved at a high level, they won't come. The young people won't come to that church because they don't think there's an opportunity uh, for them. Doesn't mean they won't love you or appreciate you, but but it's it's that analogy of they want to get off the bench and in the game. Who wouldn't want to get in the game? And creating opportunity is, creates healthy church, I think. Well, I love the fact that you're going out of your way to include young people in leadership and build them up and hopefully build up the church and bring people closer to Christ as a result. So do you notice between these different campuses that Horizon has, Stan Russell, between Tualatin, Sherwood, Lake Oswego, and Esperanto, the Spanish-speaking one, you mentioned a local community. Do each of them have a slightly different flavor regarding the towns that they're surrounded by? They do. You can imagine uh, th- there's a difference between Lake Oswego and Sherwood, for instance. Uh, culturally, Lake, Lake Oswego, is, um, uh, they have the highest per capita income in the state, Lake Oswego. Don't really feel necessarily a great need for spiritual things, uh, but they, they ha- if you look at the surveys, they do have needs. They they're, they're nice and they want to give and help people, uh, but but they, they, they need help with their family, the surveys say. Things have broken down. And so what we're trying to do is just go in there and love people at every community, find out what the, the community needs are, and, and address. We're not telling them we're coming to do these things. We're even going to the cities and saying, how can we help? What are your needs? And we're trying to work alongside them and um, and, and carry just humility, not arrogance, as we go in. And, and we're in for the long haul. To, to love those people, to love that city, and to be a part of our community. So you mentioned that Hillsboro was on your radar as well? 
Beaverton, the edge of Beaverton, Beaverton out, out by Cenotopia in that area right there, an area called Progress Ridge. They're building a new high school out there off Roy Rogers Road at the end. And there's a young, vibrant community out there. And we're going to try to go into that area in April and begin a work to reach out and, uh, and love and care for those people and see what the Lord does. Well, it's exciting to see what what used to be Grace Church is now Horizon Community Church is continuing to do throughout not only the Tualatin area, but in town after town after town. So all the best with you Thank and you. your 2020 vision, Pastor Stan Russell. So getting back to you, Candace Russell, can you tell us about your experience with AMTC, Actors, Models, and Talent for Christ? What's the big picture? And is this uh, a group that you endorse or have gotten great mentoring from? Yeah, it's. I'm trying to think of the the correct way to explain it, but AMTC is an organization um, that travels around the country and holds auditions, and um, they train young actors, models, singers um, to, you know, to to be a light in the industry that they're in, and their motto is to make good bolder. So they are Christians, but they train people who are Christians to. Um, Go into the industry kind of with a covert. Into the mainstream. Yeah, into yeah. the mainstream industry with a covert mis- mission to love people and show the love of Jesus, but not necessarily um, talk about it every chance you get. Just say it in the right moments. I love that. It really parallels yeah. what we do at our sister station, 104.1 The Fish. We're not trying to jam Jesus and Bibles down people's throats as much as just place the gospel out there through musical lyrics right. or through the everyday lives that our DJs have or through the fish food for thought and things like that. So I love what you've seen through AMTC. So maybe people might be more interested now that they've heard your background firsthand. So before we go to break, I thought it might be kind of interesting if we got some more of your music on. We heard your new release, Ignite, which is available at CandiceRussell.com, as well as on iTunes, Amazon, and digital stores everywhere. So as we go to break, before we return with Candace Russell and her dad, Pastor Stan Russell, let's hear something off your debut album, So Much More, produced by Dave Lubin of Cutlass fame and your brother, Aaron Russell. It's Candace Russell and Stan Russell on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. I see you hurting and it breaks my heart. I hate to see you tear yourself apart Don't you know that you're perfect to me? Oh, I'd do anything to help you through Wish you could see yourself the way I do And you'd see that you're everything to me It's hard to find the words to let you know 
So take my hand and look through my window here with me and see a world for a while. A while. Through my eyes, you are my light. I see you shine. Oh, oh. Through my eyes, you are the spark that brings this heart to life. And I'll see. Just let your walls come down and see your true reflection through my eyes. You are my light. I see you shine. Oh, oh. through my eyes, you are the spark that brings this heart to life. And I'll sing until you start to believe everything you are in the world. Thank you for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with Pastor Stan Russell, who also serves as the manager for Candace Russell. Don't miss Candace reappearing at Bridgeport Village Thursday, July 20th, 6 p.m. Also going to be on Fox 12. You might end up on a TV commercial, friends. So you heard it first right here. So do you enjoy being in front of people in a live situation versus the studio, Candace? I really enjoy recording and singing live for different reasons, but singing live is just so fun because you're getting to give people an experience. Like when I perform, I want to make sure people in the crowd are having, you know, and I just think there's something really special about that. You get to connect with people that way. It's lively. So earlier on stand, we were talking about AMTC, Actors, Models, and Talent for Christ. So not as the musician your daughter is, but as the dad slash manager and a parent. What are your views on what AMTC is doing today? Yeah, let me just take a moment and say uh, how proud I am of my daughter, Candace, <laughs> publicly. Just that she would take her gifts and move everything, even going into the, a mainstream industry, just carry a heart for the Lord to change her world. Her and her brother, who writes, and actually Aaron is producing a, a worship album that we have coming out from Horizon as well along with Dave Lubin. And, Elaborate on this worship album okay, that you were okay, sharing before. Okay, so so we're pretty excited about it. Dave Lubin has produced it. They're all original songs from artists and singers in our church. Candace is doing a few songs on it. Aaron's on there singing, and, and several other really good singers from Horizon. The Lord's really blessed us with great young talent, but it's really young and and worshipful. And, and you know, if you're older, you might not even like it. We made it so young and vibrant. But we just had some great news this week. We just found out that Maranatha is signing us to a distribution contract, and they're distributed by Capital. So uh, very first album out of the gate, Lubin, who's worked with Bethel and produced some of their things, and Toby Mack produced it. he got to give him some love. He's, he's an amazing talent writer, 
And he helped lift us to a point where we, we, we're going to get that thing distributed with our very first album. So very, very proud and grateful to the Lord, proud of the kids that are on that album. And we're looking, uh, we're looking forward to that. AMTC, they, they try to train kids to go into the mainstream. And by mainstream, they're, they're industries that aren't necessarily Christian, make good bolder. But here's what I would say about Candace's music to people who don't under, understand. <clears throat> In a way, she's a missionary. Right, you say, well, go, don't go to Africa. It's dark there, and you could get hurt and wounded. Or these countries, well, yes, but people go because they want to take the love of God into those places, and it's dangerous there. Not much difference in the industry. We know it's dangerous, but doesn't doesn't a dark place need the light? Don't they need Jesus? And can we believe in God? And can we see that He would have a vision to take His light into the dark places, even into mainstream music, where Shakespeare once shook the world. Uh, with with his dramas that that had some Bible verses all through them, and and remember this, eighty or ninety percent of the Christian kids listen to mainstream or secular music. They need role models, and part of Candace's vision is to be a role model that you can trust. It's a safe place for your kids. She's not going to let you down. Uh, that's part of her vision, and and AMC teaches you at the right times to speak when you're asked a question. Not all the time, the right times speak about your faith and about Jesus. And those interviews, when they say, what's it all about? And, 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 and reach out to other musicians. And they're not telling you to be preachy. They're just telling you to take the love of God. Take the love of God and take the truth that Jesus is the way and, and, um, and walk with people. So we, we've really appreciated AMTC's contribution to Candace's focus in her career. And it seems to be going well. Just a reminder, friends, come on out to Bridgeport Village again, and you can catch Candace Russell live Thursday, July 20th, starting at 6 p.m. So naturally, you're going to want to get there a little early, find your parking space and things like that. And Fox 12 will be filming not only that you might end up on a Fox 12 commercial. So we've got about four minutes left in our program, Difference Maker. So Candace Russell, if you could speak to anyone in your audience right now with your years of experience who's really your target and what would you want to share with what god has seen you through whether it's going on american idol uh, learning and about graves disease surviving that and overcoming who do you want to talk to and what do you want to share i'd say if i had to choose a specific audience it would probably be young girls from 13 to you know 25 and I really just want to encourage and inspire girls. Um, you know, that's a hard time. Growing up is hard, especially for girls, I think. And, um, you know, no matter what you're facing, just to never give up. And that, you know, God views each and everybody as, you know, so special and so beautiful. And I think, you know, the media throws a lot of things at, at you and especially girls where you just don't feel like you measure up. And I would just say that, you are, you know, beautifully, fearfully, and wonderfully made. And um, God sees you as beautiful. He sees you as perfect. He made you just the way you are for a reason. And, you know, just to make sure you see yourself through his eyes and not necessarily anyone else's or even your own. So, Candace Russell, not only is a successful musician, it seems like you've grown up in a good, solid Christ-following family. Have there been any good light bulb moments or mentor figures that have really helped nudge you on track along the years? Honestly, really, my both of my parents, um, I don't know if I would be where I was if it wasn't for them. I remember really specifically right after I graduated, I was trying to figure out, you know, what to do next. And obviously, it's the normal thing to go to college, and that's great. Um, 
But I was really feeling like for what I wanted to do, um, college might not necessarily be the right thing for me because it's like classical music. Um, And so I was feeling really anxious about that. And I remember my dad came into my room and just out of the blue said, Candice, I I don't think you're supposed to go to college. And I remember I was just like, oh, like I breathed a sigh of relief. Um, And it's because he believed in my dream to be a pop singer. And he knew we knew that college may not necessarily be the right path. Um, and he, you know, all along the way has just been so supportive of my dreams and my decisions and, you know, helped push me towards what I want. So definitely my dad. <laughs> wow. You know what I love about that, Candace? It shows that your dad and your mom were more intent on being obedient to the voice of the Lord yeah. than to the voice of the world. Or right. even even though intentions, good as they may be, of the church of saying what you should do and why. So. Mm-hmm. Really encouraged to hear that from you both, Candace and Stan Russell. So, final minute. Any good stories from your experience on American Idol season 11, Candace Russell? Oh, man, it was just uh, really crazy. First of all, it was J-Lo, Steven Tyler, and Randy. And I remember when I first saw them for that first audition, I felt like I was looking at a TV screen still. Like, it felt so surreal. I could barely believe it. Um, but it was just a cool experience to see, not only meet them, but to see how those shows kind of work behind the scenes. And I can't think of a specific story, but it was definitely really cool. So it really came to life for Candace Russell. And make sure that you follow her on her various social media. Candace is spelled C-A-N-D-I-C-E. Candace Russell on Instagram and Pinterest. And she'll be at Bridgeport Village Thursday, July 20th at 6 p.m. More information can be found on her website, CandiceRussell.com. That's CandiceRussell.com. And thank you so much, Candace Russell and Stan, for joining thank us you, here Mike. on Difference Makers. Thank you. You're listening to True Talk 800. Feel like a broken record Stuck on the same sad song But you keep on believing That it won't play out there's nothing that you haven't seen life the way you owe, but you're a fighter.
shine your light and find that spark inside. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.